Hey guys, welcome back. It is Shelly and Derek. Hello, hello. Here to give you a new show. We are celebrating AEW's first birthday. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. They have been one year on TNT. A very strong year. October 14th this yeah. week. Yep. It was a great ratings war first year worth of rating war <laughs> yeah. i'd say about they say about like 41 of them out of the 52 we won wow so that we're doing great we're doing great so far yep aw has definitely showcased a lot of great talent a lot of great entertainment great storylines and really great to see all these familiar faces back and great action and ring in general yeah definitely very appreciated um talent too so, to start off, we actually had the tag team championship up for grabs for the first of the show, and we had best friends versus best friends. Bubba best friends. No, it is it. The the down the the down the the down with the best friends. Boom. Anyway. Let me speak back from here. Versus FTR. Featuring Tully. Alright, so... This match was actually really interesting. It Um, wasn't what I thought, though. It wasn't what I thought either. It wasn't the greatest match. It wasn't... I I, uh, expected Trent and Chucky to, like, come through with, like, their same tenacity they had the night of them fighting Ortiz and Santana but it kind of seemed like they hit a brick wall yeah they definitely got overpowered by FTR because FTR had this classic move of making sure that they don't allow one person to get to the other side of the ring to be able to tag in their partner yeah they're cutting off the ring they're cutting yeah, off the partner yeah it's freaking uh, I'm cutting just in half. I'm just like okay FTR like you've already done this like what else what else do you got so that got me like a you little you know what upset. that's classic old school wrestling I still and think SCU were the best opponents SCU and even H2 because I really had a lot of hopes for best friends and best friends didn't really come through the way I thought they dominated the hell out of Trent they you know and it was just uh, I, I was just so frustrated with it I was so frustrated no matter what they were doing um, they were pulling out all their old moves on like what they've done with um, who else have they fought and so far it's SCU and H2. They've also fought who else? Oh, wow. Um, Did they do... They didn't fight Private Party yet. Um, Not for the tag team titles. They have fought them. Uh, I'm blanking on that, actually. I oh, can't shit. even think yeah, right like, now. Yeah, like, no, I can't, I can't at the moment remember. But it's just... This is the same thing we've been seeing. Even if it was, like, back... Uh, you know, backyard entertainment people like not um not backyard entertainment. What are the? I'm trying not to say jobbers. I don't want to enhancement talent. The enhancement talent in the back, which are like the undercards, which are not really so featured. They've been doing the same thing to um those teams where they just keep them. They cut off the ring and they dominate on one person. So for this match, we had Trent being completely dominated by both Cash and Dex. Yeah, basically the whole first half of the match. Yeah. Trent was just completely decimated. Uh, 
What we they even, work on. We his even knee. had Cash. Yeah, they worked on his knee, knee his a lot. Leg. Cash was even doing like top rope moves, which is sock shocking, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I'm not used to FTR actually doing anything. Oh my god! You know what I really hate when Dax does that sweep across move. Oh my. Oh, you mean the baseball <laughs> so, slide? I get so mad. I'm Yo. like, ugh. All right, hold on. I actually am completely opposite with that thought process. I love that move. Uh, I love like that because that is actually perfect saving of cutting off the ring. Uh, it's yeah, like you yeah, think yeah, that yeah. The, your opponent's going to get the hot tag. You get the hot tag instead. Uh, you run and you do that slide and you come up and you do that uh, uh, that clothesline or uh, whatever you want to do to them. Uh, Drop kick, whatever. Nah, I don't like it. <laughs> Yo, I'm sure if like SCU was doing it. Or, Scorpio's guy would look sexy as fuck doing that. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you just don't like these guys in these diapers. I don't diapers. like these guys, man. <laughs> they're I doing hate, their job since you don't like them and since I you hate them. I hate FTR, yeah, they're yes. Doing they're their doing job. good. But this is boring. This, uh, the way they've been doing these moves over and over. It's like if he had done that in some other way, maybe to reinvent the baseball slide. Yeah. You know, then maybe. But it's just like. Uh, I, I, I know you hate him. Not from this company. You know who's got a sick way of doing that? Really good. Ooh. Baron Corbin. Ah. Yo, no, no. He legit slides ah. out. He slides out of the ring. Baron Corbin can't do nothing. Runs around the turnbuckle and goes back in the ring and does that clothesline. He ah. does it good. He's the only ah. person that I think has done it really good. But I do like yeah. that. Um, all right, so. <laughs> I'm hating. You are that hating. Hard. <laughs> all right, so basically to me, this match was to set up best friends' next opponents. This really wasn't their moment to shine. And no, yeah, we kinda, they definitely weren't going to win the belts. But. No, this was them basically mm-hmm. setting up Kip Sabian versus Miro. Yeah. Um, we got that in the form of. What happened? Uh, in the Trent, middle of the Trent went for a spear on Cash while he was in the crowd. Right, right, right. And Cash avoids it, and Trent goes flying into Kip Sabian's arcade cabinet. Yeah, head first <laughs> into the arcade. And so we see that this is actually setting up them versus Miro and Penelope Ford. Yeah, well... And Kip Sabian. Not Penelope Ford involved, but uh, Kip did send Penelope to go. He's like, get him, get him, go get him. And uh, as FTR kept dominating Trent, you know, Chucky always had... When Chuck was uh, tagged in, Chuck was the powerhouse of the two. Yeah. So he ended up, like, redeeming them for what they could do because he put on a great show. Like, I usually like Trent more, but Trent was, like... He was barely able to walk. Like, he was barely able to do anything. But uh, Chuck pulled out a few moves, and he, like, managed to dominate both FTR people. But he, they, you know, they still, like, did everything they could to make sure that they could get Trent back in or tease Trent to come back in. And Trent was just playing carelessly. Yeah. With, especially with the way everything was going, he got knocked into the arcade and whatnot. All right, so there was one segment that I really did love, though. What's that? Um, It was when... It was right before they went outside, and this whole arcade cabinet thing happened. This yeah. whole incident happened. There was a series of DDTs. <laughs> there was like three different the DDTs. DDT test. It was like Dax hit a DDT on Trent. Detest, on a, no, on a, on uh, Chuck. Then Trent hit a DDT, a flying DDT onto 
Dax. And then <laughs> da- uh, Cash hit Trent with another DDT. It was like yeah, all over the place. That was like, I think, the best spot of the match. That was the highlight for me, too. Um, I would was, definitely point that as the highlight. I am kind of happy that they didn't go with the whole sweeping the leg to win again. Yeah. Uh, it did evolve. They're now hitting people with the titles. And Yo, they've been doing this for a minute now, though. And but it yeah. was funny. Nick Rick Knox just turned around and was like, what? What's happening? Why is he on the floor? And he just starts counting. God. Like, I, I get that the referees have to do a certain thing and be a certain way. Hey, but they're it's actors, just like, too. Uh, they're actors, I, too. I just wish that... Um, FTR could come up with something new. Like, it's getting kind of boring to see them doing the same things again and again, and I, I get... I when... personally do enjoy watching them. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. They are evolving. They're getting more... They have more moves set each week. But... And... Best Friends got the shit under the stick this week. Okay, I don't want to give off a wrong assumption. FTR are good performers. They're excellent wrestlers. But they're boring to me. <laughs> you know what? You're not the only person that finds their style boring. They're there are boring. plenty of people online. And I'm in plenty of groups on Facebook. They Yo, all talk about it. How long was I hating on SCU? For a while until and, they fought F- And uh, when FTR. they started fighting FTR, I was like, oh. That's when your eyes opened. When up. I started looking at uh, Scorpio Sky, I was like, oh. When I even started looking at Kazarian, I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> like, I. I seriously underestimated them, but again, when it comes to attitude and style, I think FTR is so boring. They're like, to me, they're like trying to be bullies, and they're not that great at being bullies, so it frustrates me. (laughs) (laughs) It just frustrates me, like, not that bullying is cool, you know, but in this industry. Do you think they would be better in a larger stable? They're boring heels. What? Do you think that they would be better? heels in a larger stable no in a bigger group in a like other than tag team like if they were in a group like in a circle yeah something like that no no you still think they'd be crap i think they're boring okay i don't like their talk i don't like their walk i think they're boring all right plain and simple females Riho, she's great she's cute but she's boring yeah i i see that I see you with Hikaru that. Hikaru is awesome. She's amazing, but she's boring. Like, there's some people I just find boring. I don't know why, but it's, it's just a matter of opinion. Do you, and it's, do you think that maybe if there was a larger presence. crowd and it was more hyped up? I'll get them. I'll, I'll hate on them even more. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, because the crowd loves them. <laughs> I know the crowd loves them as much as you do, which is usually the case. Because I'm a hater. I love being a hater. Whatever. But, um... Overall, they're doing I gave good this match like a six and a half. Yeah, oh shit, you gave it less than I did. I actually gave it a seven and a half. Because FTR did have the win, mm-hmm. and they had the win with uh, Tully passing the belt to Cash, who hits Chuck's head, and Chuck is, like, knocked out. But I, I was like, I thought, I, I hoped for more, because... I expect, you know what, the way that they I hyped up the best friends, friends in the past yeah, month or two. exactly. It's exactly. like they gave them the shit out of the stick. They did, they did very much. So it's like... All right, whatever. So it set us up for, you know, Miro came out and, and he, he attacked us friends. Destroyed them. Yeah, he tossed them like they were sacks of potatoes. I was like, oh shit. Have you ever tossed a sack of potatoes? Yes. Is it hard? It's 
Not easy. Okay. <laughs> Just wondered. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I thought, well, anyway, like, Miro looked like he was tossing sacks of potato, sacks of rice, whatever you want to say he's tossing, but he tossed these guys like they were candy. And he was giving out trick or treats. Like I was like, wow, Miro is just showing complete like dominance as a monster and a beast. He's the best man. And now, uh, now that we got this going on, I am hoping that they actually do have a good rivalry. I'm really yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, because the next match was so pointless to me. I didn't even know this was happening. I was like, oh. Because the announcers had us coming in where they uh, were showing that Miro and Kip were out attacking best friends. It was like, a, oh, this is what we're going to be seeing tonight again with them coming in uh, versus Lee Johnson and Sean Maluda. Yeah, Sean Maluda right. is part of the Samoan family. Yes. His. I was like, that's an Uso, yo. <laughs> his great grandfather or his grandfather? Yeah. His cousin's birth. <clears throat> no. His grandfather is Afa, which makes The Rock his uncle or cousin. And then he's cousins with Kishi and the Usos and Roman Reigns. Oh, wow. So he actually is... All family. All family. And he comes from Staten Island. Hey. Represent. Yo, Represent that's where we're from. Um, but he also got the shit out of the stick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this match was over within what was it, thirty seconds? This no, maybe like, t- maybe two minutes. I would say it was probably a two-minute match. Yeah, like Miro was obviously dominating them too and throwing them like sacks of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, worse than best friends. He was like, saying he was all game over. Um, Kip Sabian barely did anything. No, Kip he Sabian was, like, was tagged in for 20 seconds. He was maximum running around the outside of the ring, holding his video game pad. Like, what is that called? An it's arcade called, cabinet? A joystick? Yeah, but that's called something. What is that? A joypad? No, it's another word. I'm not sure. Oh, man, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know what you, word I'm you're looking for. I'm going to be mad. It's like, it's an arcade pad, but they call... There's a name for it. Hmm. Like, when I, when I uh, played UMVC3, I said I wanted to get one of those, and... Yeah, because it feels easier to uh, play that kind of game with those kind of... What are... I can't... Whatever. Anyway, it don't matter. It don't matter. Because it was game over. (laughs) I just thought it was like an arcade controller. Yo, all right, let it go. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, yeah, this was a squash match, completely. The only thing that Kip Sabian did was he got tagged in. He did a giant splash onto Sean Maluda. And then he tagged... Arcade thing of Alan? Um, yeah, when he got on the mic after the match was done. He called it he Alan. Called it Alan. Um, <laughs> he said Alan meant everything to me, and he looked weirdly at Penelope Ford. Like, oh she was looking goodness. at him like, uh, you sure about that? <laughs> like, wow. But, um, alright, I love this. Mira called the best friends the good friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said everything in. Is, is it Bulgarian? Yeah, he's Bulgarian. It's Bulgarian. He said everything in his language. And then when he translated it, he did say good friends instead of best friends. He said, good friends, you break my shit. It's game over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which it actually was... is the name of his finisher. His, yeah. How we finished off Sean Maluda. Yes, game over. Um, so, overall, the quickness of Miro... 
Yeah, surprise he's me. fast. He's very fast. Did surprise me. His agility did go up. Yeah, his agility and stamina. Because I was like, oh, I that, that could get tiring. That that's a lot of core work to yeah. lift somebody and toss them the way he did, the way he does. Yeah. But um. They're, they're selling me real hard. So yeah, like that's especially if they're putting him up against best friends. But it, I gave this a match. I gave this. I gave this a six out of ten. Um. I didn't even rate this match. I don't <laughs> want to rate did. this match. There's no reason to rate this match. I didn't match. even give it a five because I'm like, all right, this is just they look, push. Look, they're not even part of the real roster. It's like they're fine, not, I guess. they're not ranking or it's, anything. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great to see Miro shining, starting to shine. He yes. he's got the balls rolling right so now. This is what he's I not shining earlier. yet. Yeah, this is what I meant earlier about seeing familiar faces and appreciating them for their real talents because. It'd be great to see them actually showcasing what these wrestlers are able to do and not tell them what sells and what works for the sake of the company. Oh, yeah. This is for the sake of their own name, their own image, their own representation, persona, everything. So I love that AEW gives that to their to all their wrestlers. Um, talking about giving them opportunities, we're getting... Yeah. We got all the competitors in the World Title Eliminator Tournament. On yes, top of that, we the got tourney. the brackets itself. That's right. They gave us a brief little description of who is in the tournament. And whoever of these four different fights gets to go into the semifinals. And then, well, no, it's the, right now we're in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals right? like, into the, the semifinals. We go into the semifinals. And, and then those the two will be able to compete for uh, at... Full gear. Full gear. Yeah, uh-huh. I keep thinking Top Gear. That <laughs> for full gear for the AEW title. Yep. Uh, so that's when the finals are going to be. So, me, one match I am looking forward for Penta versus Ray Phoenix. Yeah, the brothers against each other, the Lucha brothers are going to be facing each other to get a spot into the semifinals. Now, these are real brothers. Sorry, re- quarterfinals. In real life. Just like. Matt and Nick Jackson. Yeah. Their styles, they know each other perfectly. Yeah, and they use each other. So, how is this going to be like an advantage for them to use against each other? This is actually to AEW's advantage for ratings because they rarely showcase them going against each other. Yeah, and they're really great. Like, it was a matter of time. I think it was a matter of time to see them going against each other, though. I mean, you know what? A couple of weeks ago, they did tease it in the ring. Um,. With Eddie Kingston. They did, they did. So I'm happy that they are getting this blow-off match. Go figure. Yeah. Personally, I think Penta is going to go through. You think Penta? Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking it would be actually Ray Phoenix. Ooh, that's a little different. I was thinking that Ray Phoenix is going to kind of showcase a lot more because of, like, he's more of the high flyer. Okay. And I feel like he could have a more advantage over Penta. Especially since he's kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know if this will build up a rivalry, but Bray has done a lot of mistakes to Penta, so it's like, hmm, maybe he has just, like, some brother grudge or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, me, personally? I think be, he might dominate him. I really want to see Penta go through because I want to see him go against someone else in his side of the bracket. All right, all right. Um, we had Ray Phoenix go against um, Kenny Omega. Not in uh, AEW, but in AAA oh. this past year. 
uh, Kenny Omega actually took the AAA Omega title from him. Oh. Yeah, so it's like so. we did have that match already. Um, well, I think they're going to bring that rivalry back because with Kenny versus Joey Janela, I think out of Kenny Omega and Janela, it's definitely going to be Kenny. So I would love to see Ray versus Kenny. See, since I've seen Ray versus Kenny, I want to see Ray versus Penta. I mean, um, Kenny you versus Penta. You want to see Penta versus Kenny. Yeah, because they I both see. have that powerhouse and high flying. All right, so well, I think I mean, that is like main event worthy, me I personally. Would, I would assume now, based on the fact that they have done this with Kingston and Moxley, uh-huh. now Archer with Moxley, uh-huh. so they might bring that back in to see like how they would do that. Like, but that's me. That's me okay. thinking that part. Um, we also have hey. another team. What's do you that? think Kingston's going to be at ringside for both of them? Hell yeah. Who do you think he's going to root for? I think he's going to root for both. Okay, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be neutral. Doing, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be, be that doing, neutral way. He's gonna be doing, come on, you could do it. He's that you neutral way. And he will like throw it. He'll throw it off like you don't know who he's talking to. Alright, so you got Ray going forward and Kenny going forward. Yeah. I got Penta going forward with Kenny Omega going forward. Yeah, I love you, Joey Janela, but it's obvious that they're gonna have the match be Kenny in those semifinals. Well, definitely. Janela has put on some great singles matches. Yes, um, I agree. He's done one with Archer. He's done one with Moxie. I don't know if he's done one with Kenny Omega, actually. But I've seen him plenty of times in singles matches. Yeah, he's a crazy he, one. He's he, very unorthodox. He's very reckless, put it that way. Yeah. And I think his recklessness is going to catch up to him, and Kenny's going to catch him. And Kenny, technically-wise, is a better wrestler. He can out-wrestle him. He yeah. Can wrestle he circles get- around him. I think he could get Janoey. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think he Genoe. could get. <laughs> I think he could get Joey into um, an unexpected submission. I see like him getting him in a, in a submission since he's like a little running rabbit. Kenny is gonna be that Mario that chases the bunny okay. in Mario sixty four. That's different for <laughs> Kenny Omega. Usually it's a one winged angel and they're done. Oh. And then the V trigger. Yeah. But, right. um, but let, let's see yeah. Because I, this way This is like a submission or tap out right Yeah it's, uh, Submission, pinfall Pinfall, tap out okay, so. um, I don't know if they're ever going to be adding stipulations to certain matches But I would expect I them to be straight so. up matches Yeah So on the other side We have Cole Cabana versus Hangman Page It's obviously going to be Hangman Page Because we're obviously going to have Kenny versus Hangman so it's like, what is the point of these brackets? But it's to showcase the talents of these guys because it would be it would be cool to see Penta versus Ray. It'd be great to see the different styles of Kenny and Joey. See, Hangman and Hangman, like come on, they kind of have similar styles. Do they're, they? They're both high flyers. They're both powerhouses. I don't know what's um, up with Cocabana. Cocabana be mad like I don't know what. I don't even. <laughs> Yo, Cocabana is the ultimate fanboy. He's so weird. Um, but he's like almost the polar opposite of Joey Janela. The way that Hangman has been built up so far. Yeah, Hangman has been showing a lot more each week that he gets more dominant, more aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's getting like angrier. Like I wonder if it's like the angry drunk he's pulling off right now. Yeah. Like he's accepted now. He's going through the anger phase. He first he was in denial. Now he's in the anger phase. He's accepting. <laughs> <laughs> But he's um he 
he is definitely showing a lot of talent like, in the last few weeks. Um, I've actually been paying attention to him a little more as he became a singles okay. person. Since he has his time to shine and actually right, because it you was have kinda, to. Yeah, he was kind of lame to see in the sidelines of, of the tag team. Even though him and Kenny Omega were a great tag team. Yeah, but you cool only get 50% hanging. of the wrestler at that exactly. point. Exactly. Like, he has to sell out, you know... A certain demeanor and certain thing because it's gonna be Kenny for the win or vice versa. Yeah. You know, but it's great to see Hangman in the singles matches lately and his <laughs> his drinking personality is just so funny. So um, um I see uh Hangman Page going forward between him and Copabana. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. Um you personally? I definitely think it's gonna be Hangman. I am hands, hands hoping down, for Mr. Brody Lee to be ringside, personally. Um, oh my god. I because don't, I don't, I, they are building up a feud between Colcabana and Brody Lee. So it's like, why not add another reason to the pile of shit that Colcabana has done to get Mr. Brody Lee angry? He lost his shot for the tor- for the tournament for the title. True, because so of Colcabana, but like, like, I don't know. I think we're going to be getting that storyline sooner and sooner. Okay. Um, Hangman going forward. Definitely for sure. Then we have Warlow and Jungle Boy. Yeah. A combination I did not see coming. Um, I had no idea Jungle Boy was even involved. Uh, and Wardlow is a big surprise to me. So They actually I, announced Jungle Boy the first night. I don't, you know, the two surprises, I guess I didn't pay attention. The or two surprises were Joey Janela and Penta. Oh. Yeah. They announced everyone else. I forgot. No. <laughs> <laughs> Out of um, Wardlow and Jungle Boy, I really hope for Wardlow to go through. You know? To be honest, just because I want to see him shine, but because he's still, like, under MJF's shadow, I don't think that he's going to really shine through and it will probably definitely be jungle boy for the win because they'll probably more than likely have jungle boy I with hangman 100 percent see jungle boy pulling out this one 100 percent pulling this out oh like, you had me confused you sound you almost sounded like you said that he can't no he can and he i see them can. allowing this to happen 100 percent fully uh, yeah, Jungle Boy is gonna do some flippity floppities and probably do some kind of submission to get Wardlow out, and maybe this will give the push for MJF to bully Wardlow further, so that Wardlow could separate from him and cause a rivalry between them two. My which thing I'm hoping is, to see. Jungle Boy had Jericho toe to toe. Yeah, he did. Like actually. he had him within an inch of winning he's small but he got a lot of he had talk about agility and Wardlow ain't no Jericho tell you that much no I we don't really know what well I don't personally know very well what Wardlow is like because he hasn't really been showcased like I said so it's hard to know what kind of style he has although we did see him eyeing down the big man fucking Jake Hager I love that we'll get into that a little while because that was the match coming up which was next see because of that I don't think that we're going to be getting uh, Warlow going forward in this I would love to see Warlow go forward and face Hangman though 
I think that's what I'm saying. I want Warlow to win to go versus Hangman just to showcase him a little more because we've seen a lot from Jungle Boy already. Yeah, they've, they've showcased Jungle Boy very well, and he's the whole year was Jungle Boy. Yeah, we know Jungle Boy could fucking do shit. He was so, on ninety percent of the ma- the uh, shows this year. Yeah, so I'm hoping for Warlow to come through and to showcase that he he definitely can fight he definitely can wrestle even if he's like even if he's a Brock Lesnar which I hope not I really hope not I'm jinxing that but like if he's something like that like at least showcase him even through like what they're doing with Miro just show that he could toss people around or that he could do submissions or he could do flips or he could do something to surprise us as much as um Brian Cage I'm waiting for Miro to flip I'm waiting for him to pull some crazy shit out oh my god you think gonna start flipping I'm hoping it's crazy to watch like freaking uh will hobbs and and brian cage flip that i'm still amazed by that (laughs) um so with this bracket i'm really hoping to see hangman versus warlow okay um between them two out of the two it's gonna be this is a given the the semifinals is gonna be kenny omega versus hangman page because they've been building up that rivalry so it's obvious so do you want my prediction sure my actual prediction what do you think? It's the finals, right? This is for basically the number one contendership mm-hmm. for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Yep, for full gear on November 7th. The last time uh, a team was up for a number one contendership title, well, in a... not a, It wasn't a tournament, but it was a gauntlet match. Hangman Page fucked over the Young Bucks. I want to see the Young Bucks come down during this uh, finals match and fuck over Hangman for his number one contendership. Oh. And let Kenny Omega beat him. Yeah, because we know Kenny, like, Kenny is also the obvious to win out of the two, but that's a great idea of like thinking that it's Young so Bucks... It's so obvious. Because Young Bucks is like focusing their rivalry on FTR. Uh-huh. Right? But since they're throwing a lot of the shade around, or rather, I should say, super kick party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been throwing a party every week. I wouldn't be surprised if they interfere with Hangman and mess him up to like either distract or do something to make him lose against Kenny. Look, we've talked about that slow burn. Yeah. Well, we're getting that slow burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I am enjoying it. It's getting burned faster and faster for me, though. But definitely... Uh, hey, we are three weeks away from this. Put it that way. Yeah, November we are. 7th. Yep, it's coming up soon. That's the next pay-per-view. is full gear. And uh, I definitely think it's going to be Kenny for the win. So, uh, next up, we had MJF in the ring with Wardlow. Oh, man, and was he shit-talking to fans? Yo, he was like, you boo me because you envious me, and I'm the envious of me. And I've done more in one year in AEW than you schmucks have done in your entire lives. Oh, my God, you, like, quoted him. Oh, I quoted that shit. I remembered it word for word. Oh, um, my God. I'm like, yo, he gets away with it so good. He's he really shit- good. I, I'm gonna see he got good talk like he's such a snotty, I'm gonna get shit for this jerk. I'm gonna get shit for this uh, out of the very few fans that we do have I'm gonna get shit from them he is a shit talker similar to how The Rock was in his early days actually I could agree with you on that because he he delivers that pompous attitude 
he's not all the way there, but he's he he's he, on his way. Yo, he's been like this since the get go, though. Yeah, since the beginning, he's carried the confidence the whole time. We've seen some other people grow. We've seen Moxley grow. We've seen Archer grow. We've seen Moxley even Luke. Oh, excuse me. I was gonna call him Luke Harper. We even seen Brody Lee. Brody grow. can give a promo Brody now. has gotten me to like him and appreciate him more each week because I could see the evolution that he's done. But even MJF Cody is just has, still a fucking dickhead. Yo, <laughs> Cody has dickhead. completely evolved with his interview skills too. Oh, Cody's got Cody much more confident. Cody gave one speak, of the most speaking. emotional speeches of the year, if you ask me. When yeah, COVID happened, dead in the camera too. Like when mm. COVID happened, it was him, darkness, with the young bucks flanking him. Yeah, and it's like, yo, that shit was emotional. Yeah, like if you can get people emotional with a speech, like with a promo, definitely. You, you got it by me. Bravo, but sir. That's bravo. one thing that I think uh, AEW is doing great. People giving interviews, giving promos, um, and he introduces. The champion of promos, Chris Jericho. Oh, MJF is kissing Jericho's ass. <laughs> Brown <laughs> nosing <laughs> him. Oh my god. And of course, he has Jericho come out for this big announcement to give Jericho this big announcement. And Jericho's music plays. And of course, we have the amazing fans who are present in the ring to sing along with the song. Arena. Not in the ring. If the fans were in the Sorry, ring, that'd be crazy. The, oh my god. That'd be a hostile takeover. Uh, you know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> but everybody, while they were singing Judas, um, I did notice the audience was a little off key, and MJF actually made a comment about that and says, like, oh, I'm actually a little, you guys were a little off key, you know? But yeah, it was very funny to um, see him still shit talking to the audience. He's good at shit talking to them. He's a very, it doesn't matter. You know, type of personality. Oh so. yeah. Whatever come, he has no filter, basically. Right, right. But uh, it was a little weird. It was a, it was kind of awkward. It was awkward. First off, hysterical with the whole Sammy jacket thing. Oh my god, the that <laughs> shit looked like it was bigger than uh, the Jake bomber Hagar. jacket. Yeah, looked like, like Jake Hagar couldn't even fit in it. Yo, it was four times <laughs> two size, four sizes too big for him. So MJF had forgotten to give Sammy Guevara a jacket the last time he had brought presents to everyone from the inner circle. So he's like, hey, I got you your jacket. And he gives him a three sizes too big for him jacket. And Jericho even yelled at him, like, put it on. It's a gift. (laughs) It's a gift. And MJF continues, oh, if it's like a glove and yeah. I'm just like, wow, like, MJF really can be a douchebag. <laughs> He's really good at being a douchebag. Like, he does really good. He kept continuing to hype up Jericho. Mm-hmm. And we even had him going, oh, can I touch your hair? That That's what I thought was creepy. Can I touch your hair? Like, MJF he, Oh, he touched it. He just touched to the tip, touch, but he touched it. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> but Jericho is like, all right, listen, what's the news? What do you What do you really want? Like, yeah, what are you trying to do? And MJF continues to hype him up. He's like, we're both piranhas. We're both predators. Predators don't eat each other. Oh, you wouldn't see to... Uh, wait, if you're watching Animal Planet... <laughs> I hate Animal Planet. <laughs> Jericho's yeah, great. Jericho's always Jericho's great. Jericho's like, I hate Animal Planet. Um, 
MJF continues to give like tit for tat with talking them. Mm-hmm. Like they kept going at it with each other and um, they continued to try to do things like MJF even wanted to say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep it real. And uh, he was basically like, we're kind of great alone. What if we were together, together. and doing something like he, he, Jericho's the demo god. So MJF could be the ratings ruler. <laughs> they could be the ratings ruler. Oh, Jericho is that point, what he said? Yeah. I thought that he says if you're the demo god, that makes me the rating ruler. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not how I took it. He took confident. No, he took. He took that. He's like, oh, you know. Regardless, there I'm were crickets from you, the crowd. I'm helping you build up. Oh yeah, it was not that great of a thing because everybody hates MJF too. On top of that, standing next to Jericho, yeah, of course. But it's like, all right, dude, you kind of doing overkill a little bit, a little bit. A little. He was like. Alright, it was a little funny too Cause he was trying to hype up Like asking the question He was like building up to it And he's like, keep it together Keep it together oh, Maxwell he Like He was like right. getting like anxiety Like walking off He wanted to, It was comical I wanted to know if you Oh come on Maxwell Get it together man like, He did that whole silly pep talk bullshit With himself and We practiced this We practiced this <laughs> Yeah he was basically Being tedious And aggravating everyone Including Jericho Yeah so initially MJF Kinda maybe Sort of Might be intrigued oh, To kinda but, or, join Oh no that's right That's right That's right To kinda join the inner circle That's right And uh Santana had the best uh, Response it was Ortiz. It, was it Ortiz? Wasn't it? I thought it was Santana. It, it, no, it was Ortiz. It was, it was Ortiz. Pony to, yeah. Okay. So uh, Ortiz was like, you're trying to fulfill a childhood fantasy, jerking Jericho's chain. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, yo, listen, let me tell you, we straight out don't want you in the inner circle. And he said that. Uh-huh. Which was crazy. So, I was like, oh, someone said it. That's two. Mm-hmm. First Sammy. Now Ortiz. And now Ortiz getting involved. That's right. But Jericho... Jericho's intrigued. Yeah. He's like, wait. Let's see what he has to say. You know, he needs to... Uh, needs some time to think it over. He needs to sit down, have a... What they're calling a dinner debonair. Oh, my God. Debonair. Like, they, yeah. Jericho said, how about you and I go one and one? For a steak dinner next week <laughs> They were yelling at each other Like stupidly <laughs> You like steak dinner? Yeah, I like a steak dinner Yeah, they Like were... two dogs fighting over a piece oh, of meat God, yeah Which is what so, we're going to be getting initially In the end round I wonder how they're going to play off this promo Of them doing this Because I think Jericho's going to be like Well, you know the guys don't really like the idea But MJF is going to still continue to convince him And intrigue him further Oh, I think it's going to be more like A one-up each other kind of situation all oh, the way they've been doing? Yeah, like in, in the too. restaurant. I can it's see like, that. oh, you want an appetizer? Yeah, I was thinking about having a couple of appetizers. You oh, wanna I was thinking of getting you this. Wanna, you want to get a uh, glass of wine? Months. I was thinking about getting a bottle. Oh, well, then I'm going to get like the... I'm going to get two bottles. So let's uh, get some shots. Let me get a little bit of bubbly. <laughs> oh, my God. I can definitely see that. I was thinking about going with the 12-ounce stick. Oh, I wanted the 14-ounce porterhouse. Yeah, so... um. We're going to look forward to this dinner debacle. I mean, debonair. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a debacle. And uh, we did notice that this is where 
Hager and Wardlow were kind of eyeing each other down. So I'm excited to see ah, that. They are planting the seeds. Yes, yes, and anytime yes. that we say on this show that they are planting the seeds, we've yeah. saw, seen it. Yeah. We've been doing this for 10 weeks now. Kind of like about 8 to 9 out of 10 times we predicted something. It goes through and it's and it's it's executed perfectly and well. Like That's what I like about mm-hmm. this company. Like You could have a prediction and they could execute it really well. So that's yeah. what I like. So I don't know. Like Let's see what happens. Like I don't know how they're going to build them up, but I can't wait to see it. Definitely. So uh, the next thing that we had after the whole debonair <laughs> <laughs> was... Tony and Britt Baker's day at the spa. Oh, man. So, uh, this was kind of pointless. This was funny. It, it was, was funny. It was cute. Because, like, hey, Tony has been getting beat up so much, and it's so nice. He has a massage day. Like, he has a day at the spa. All right. To me, yo, this was very 40-year-old version. Very weird, too. Very, very, very weird. weird. <laughs> Freaking, uh, we have Britt Baker telling... What's her name? Reba? Yeah, Reba. She's like telling Reba to bring in the... Hot wax? What is it called? No. Oh. Not the hot wax. The the paper. What is that? I'm such at a loss for words tonight on certain things. Like, labble, labble, labble. What kind of paper? Wow, you don't even know what I'm talking about? No. What, the wax she paper? She writes on her, on her things. Like oh, the, the notepad. The giant... The giant art pad. It's basically... I guess the giant art pad, sure. Let's just call it the giant art pad. Because she tells her, bring the board or something like that, doesn't she? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, she said, to quote the legendary Jim Ross, be the baddest bitch on the block. And (laughs) then we had this moment of like asking, wait, Tony, are you naked? (laughs) And he was like, well... (laughs) They're like, ew, Tony, what are you doing? And then they started commenting on his hair, saying that, oh, you have too much hair on your chest. You need to, we need to wax that off. And, of course, where I thought Tony was about to get a nice day at the spa, he ends up getting tortured by both Reba and Britt Baker. He will always get tortured by this bitch. Poor Tony. Like, poor, poor Yo, Tony. I, I Adam Cole's <laughs> got to put up with this shit. Like, I really do. Oh, shit. You think Adam Cole goes through this kind of... Damn. That's harsh, bro. That's I don't know. Harsh. Yeah, like... But uh, Britt Baker continues to be um, the very high good shit talker during the women... Throughout the women's division. I think that she's like the MJF. She's putting herself on that pedestal. Yeah. She has actually showcased when she was fighting... Um, she actually showcased a lot of uh, aggressive attitude, and I loved where she was going, but it's unfortunate she had a lot of accidents that led her with a broken nose, led her with a broken knee, so she had to go through a concussion. lot of recovery time. She had a concussion, that's right. So she needed some time. Um, and every time she comes back, she becomes one of the baddest bitches on the block. I do hope to see her competing against like great contenders. Um, I want to see her versus Nyla Rose. She didn't verse Serena Deeb, right? No, not yet. I would like to see them at not it, yet. actually. Like they, I think that'd be a great way to have uh, Serena come back as well. I want to see her versus Abaddon. I want to see her oh, versus... Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Abaddon Yo, Abaddon's gives me fourth goosebumps. ranking in the women's ranking. Really? She's Tell been me... doing a lot on Dark, though, right? Yeah, that's how Scorpio Sky got into the rankings. He does a lot on, uh, oh, on Dark. Okay. So um, we're going to be seeing some of that coming up soon because yo she's in the rankings you can't just leave her on dark yeah yeah 
Well, it'd be interesting to see nonetheless. So, next up we had... Orange Cassidy. Alright, this was... Orange Cassidy. Match of the night. Freshly squeezed. Completely match of the night. Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. (laughs) I got a question. Freshly squeezed. Who Freshly it? squeezed. Who predicted how it was going to go down? Freshly squeezed. Who guessed it? Freshly squeezed. <laughs> I'm guessing my name is Freshly Squeezed. No, his name uh, is Derek. <laughs> I was completely right the way that it went down. You did predict it. It was a draw, but it was... Oh my god, I loved this match so much. Just the much. way this I said, both men night. came out looking better on top. Oh, the man. only person that looked like an asshole was the ref because of the way he counted at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was like, really though? Like, but it uh, it was great the way that they did do it by one second off. Yeah, Orange Cassidy was about to go for the win and get the TNT title, but he was one second off from winning. So uh, let's kick it off from the beginning. First off, Cody's back to blonde. Man, yeah, he went back to that's Tarantino blonde. this shit. Um, he's blonde again. Say blondes so, uh, have all the fun. Yeah, he actually said that on Twitter the day before, and I was like, oh, I guess he's, like, getting shit from everyone. So, he probably went back to blonde, and, you know, he went back to blonde. He was probably but only- did he have the dark hair for the other show? Probably. Is that what it was? It's more appeasing. Uh, I it's guess more, because he carries the blonde because of his dad. Yeah. I know that much, but um, it was cool to see him coming back to the blonde. I do like the I, I have a love hate relationship. But I didn't like the black. I didn't like the dark um, hair. I do like the blonde. It's been I got used see, to it. The black is something I expect when I see him as the full on heel. Like so, it's know. like to it see him as a. Uh, it's face one step with away from having the pedophile mustache he had. Like I didn't like when he had the mustache Ooh, back then. The day it looked like a pedophile wow. mustache. I'm sorry, he looked like porn star mustache guy and guy. Like I didn't like it. I didn't. I thought it was a. And if he likes it, by all means, respect to the man. But like, I mean, I he's not wearing this anymore. So no, but I personally thought that it was just really weird. He looked weird, and. um you know, I'm just glad to see him back the way he is, classic Cody. He came all in white, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And we even had Darby Allen actually watching in the cheap seat section. Yeah, um, he was uh, keeping an eye out on this match for a specific reason, which they announced later on in the match. Uh, Tony Khan made it official that at full gear, whoever is TNT champion then will be fighting Darby Allen. Ah. So we have Darby Allen going against anyone now because mm-hmm. the way that Cody's putting on this, this title on the line we're probably going to have him face someone next week for an open challenge the next week after that we got Orange Cassidy for the rematch right and then I guess the week after that would be the build up week for full year yes so uh Let's it's going to be interesting to see if Cody still has the belt by then it's going to be interesting if they make it a triple threat match Oh, that would be something. Have they done that before? Um, not not these three. No, right? Not these three, but these are the three that, like I said in the prediction show, were the only men who got the draw. Right, right. So and this um, was, oh man, such a good draw though. Like, I thought I it was loved, great. Oh god, I loved it too. Like it was, I thought it was great as well. I agree with you. One of my favorite things was Cody in the very beginning. It was legit running circles around Orange Cassidy. 
Like, he was, like, legit just jogging around him. He was trying to fake him out. He was, like, juking him in his face, but, juking like... Juking and jogging, juking and jogging. Orange Cassidy did not move a muscle. He stayed confident and stood tall. And he, I love that he came back to his slot style. Yeah. Um, he's full-on doing his old persona again. Yeah, with the hands in the pockets moves, which I freaking love when he does. I was, I thought at first this was really ridiculous, but I loved how ridiculous it was. Um, the way that he ducked so, the Kyle Noble tie-up was great. Like, yeah. He, like, Cody legit went hard in for it, but just, like, went under. He just, just like, like, slithered out nope. of it. <laughs> I'm a snake. I'm a <laughs> like, snake. <laughs> he did a lot of um, his sloth tired kicks which i call them like he's like sloth sloth style kicks where he's just like tapping him with his feet and the whole crowd goes crazy oh oh and cody is like i'm not amused <laughs> but continues to um give a lot of aggression towards orange cassidy but orange cassidy just kept pulling through with like either countering him with some other sloth style move oh when cody locked him up from behind (laughs) he legit slipped his hands through cody's arms (laughs) to put his hands into his pockets and just stood there (laughs) (laughs) but after that it's like it got to a point where cody started to like dominate a little bit but um cassidy always was able to come back like, regardless, like, no matter what happened, he was, Cody hit a vertical suplex, Orange Cassidy hit a tilt-the-world DDT. He would do these quick, fast little jump movements and do, like, a five-second... Uh, he did that drop toe hold right onto Cody's face for on the turnbuckle. That's right, he did. Um, Yo, Cody reversing the tilt-the-world DDT. Like, re- stopping it midair Cody, into Cody a suplex. Cody reversed it? Yeah, uh, I thought that it was Orange Cassidy was Cassidy going into the was tilt-a-whirl. doing the tilt a whirl, but Cody reversed it oh. and stopped it midair and turned it into a and suplex. Turned, yeah, oh man, they have beautiful executed choreography. Great chemistry, together. really good together. I love their dynamic. I was excited. I wasn't this excited since like Sunny Kiss. Wow. And there's a big difference between Sunny Kiss and Orange Cassidy's style. Different styles. personas, different styles. It's style too. Move set. And it's it's just like uh Kiss is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy is a lot of fun too. But he is he's what is that called? Like, um not underestimated, but it's just like you gotta watch out for him. He's a sneaky one. He, he's a sneaky sneaks. Oh, he's, uh... Oh, wow, damn, we were both at a loss for words today. <laughs> doop doop um, <laughs> Let me think of this word. You keep talking. Um, well, regardless, I love that the style of how... He's like Arch- a sleeper agent. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. that. That's like almost close to like what I'm. It's not the to word say. I'm trying to think of. No, but he's a force to be reckoned with, and he's re- he's very surprising. Yeah. He pulls like the element of surprise really, really well, and um, we actually had an appearance by freaking John Silver. Yeah, all of the Dark Order were in the crowd. They he they were came, keeping their eye on Cody and that title. First, they were keeping their oh, eye they, on that right, title. Right. They were looking at him, looking over like you stole that from our master. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and an underdog. It's called an underdog. Oh, Orange Cassidy is an underdog. There we go. That's what I was trying but to But he's been, he's been highlighted a lot because he's part of the best friends as well. But he hey, plays yo, off as a singles person really good. He is the next Dan O'Brien. 
He is the little man that you I don't totally think will ever that. get that shot, but he gets that shot and he, keeps going. He even has that yes, yes, yes type of crowd because yeah. he, the same way how Daniel Bryan kicked, delivered his kicks and everybody would chant the yes, yes kicks. Yep. Or the um, no kicks. Even the on his, even uh, the chest plants and everything, everything like whatever he did. Orange Cassidy has that same kind of energy that the crowd loves to do, mm-hmm. and especially when he goes in for like a slow running back and then going in for the kick. Oh, the super orange <laughs> kick! The super orange kick. Um, so <laughs> one of my personal favorites interfered in this match. He makes me John Silver. Love John Silver. John Silver he is, is the best. Um, he's my, one of my favorites on BTE. He's a go watch BET, BTE every fucking Monday. I almost said BET. <laughs> you, you can watch BET any day. BTE is on Mondays. Um, <laughs> yeah, BT, BET is the, the way it was. Being though. the elite on YouTube. So, um, John Silver grabs the belt. Yeah, he was running around. He was distracting. Um, I was like, no, please don't let so, this be. Yeah, he goes around the whole ring. Mm-hmm. To behind where Cody and Orange is and Arn. Arn yeah. Anderson is there too. So, um. The ref is fighting with all of Dark Order. <laughs> yeah, it is the that. ultimate distraction. It they is so out. smart and so funny. Yeah. And he tosses the belt to Orange Cassidy and you're like, oh shit. Oh, it's man. like, oh shit, oh tease. shit, oh shit. He's gonna, he's gonna do it. He's gonna win the championship right now. Yeah. He's gonna steal this shit. Nah, mm-hmm. he just tosses it to Arn Anderson. It's like, Arn Anderson's like, like, what the fuck am I supposed to like, do? Oh, he's such a loyal player. I love Orange Cassidy. That's super baby face. He's so legit. I love, I love him as a face. <laughs> John Silva's face, what are you doing? It was <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, Arn was actually yelling at Cody a lot through the match because Cody was doing, even though Cody was executing a lot of freaking amazing moves, he was getting very aggressive and it could be like he the came downfall. too cocky. He did become very and cocky. And we're seeing this a lot more in Cody actually, that cockiness, the arrogance. <laughs> um, yo, he did hit that top rope stunner. Mm-hmm. Um, he started wrapping Cassidy's leg around the turnbuckle. Yeah, he started dominating on his left um, leg. He hit the disaster kick. Yep. Um, he locked in the single leg crab and started working that knee after he hit the turnbuckle. Yeah, yo, wasn't it Cassidy? He walked over to the ropes and they're like, no. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no, Didi, it's a... No DQ, right? Wasn't it a no DQ? No, this wasn't a no DQ. Am I confusing that? I'm confusing it with something else. You might be. Oh, my bad. My bad, y'all. My bad. I don't know where my place is. My bad. But anyway. Anyway. All I know is we got OC getting lots of chants throughout the night. Yeah, the whole match. Freshly squeezed. Let's go, Cody. Freshly squeezed. It's great to hear that organically, too. Exactly, right? Like, I love it. And, oh, we did have, like, Cody having a lot of neck quote-unquote injuries yeah um so orange cassidy was doing a lot to dominate him on that um but yo anytime cody did like some kind of move to get orange cassidy down orange cassidy kept kicking out yo while my it was did you notice cody kind of set up like for a pedigree yeah, yes, I know that caught that i'm like what's that move called i've seen that move before. i'm like yo why is he he teases doing a pedigree a lot. And I'm like, mm. I, I know it, it's that rivalry with WWE. He says there's no rivalry. But like, yo, 
you're taunting it. And it's like, they I'm waiting for the day that he actually does start using the pedigree. I, they love doing Yo, Triple, this, they, I mean, they took Cody CM Rhodes' move. used to do it. They took Crossroads' move. Don't, doesn't WWE own that? They don't own it, but it's a normal move. Oh, it's like well, they I seen them use it, and the people in the yo, other division the, the last, did not uh, do well. The last the last NXT. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I'm sorry. Last week you cut me off. This week I cut you off. We go. We cut each other off a lot, but man, this is what I mean. Like, wait, sorry. Like, I'm still in the middle talking. Doc. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I know you. So am I. So am I. So much. Go on. I don't remember what I was talking about no more. Other people using the crossroads. Oh, other people. <laughs> That's right. That they've used his move in the division, so of course they're gonna come back and try to, you know, come back at them with using some of their moves. And mm-hmm. who better to use it than on Paul? Yeah. You know, so you know, I feel like that it's always shots fired back at each other, like even these subtle little things, because they own his name, Cody Rhodes. So I think Cody's gonna try to be that, you know, that that asshole and that jerk to you know and i think that's part of what keeps the ratings up too yeah absolutely um so like i was saying the last nxt pay-per-view they used crossroads three times see yeah three different people three different times oh see and that's three different matches that's hunty's thing right yeah like yo he's doing it so why not um yo the reverse suplex that cody hit on orange cassidy was dope from yeah. the top rope. Oh, that was crazy. What was he going for? Orange um, Cassie was going to go for a DDT, right? Yeah, and then he reversed it. He slipped his foot out and yeah. hooked him for the suplex. Yeah. At this point, we have five minutes left in the match. Yeah. Yo. At this moment. They were like... From where we're talking. Five minutes left of the match. And I was like, yo, they really are going to make this a draw. That's when I knew that it was going to be a draw. Yeah. I was like, Dan, you were right. <laughs> the moment that they actually announced... A 20 minute time limit in the beginning it was gonna knew. definitely be 20 minutes. i knew it was gonna be 20 minutes yeah um, i wanted to see how well they pulled it off though and i, yeah. I love every single thing that they did um yo cassidy hit a top rope ddt and then hit the michinuku driver yes which he kind of botched it he set up cody at first or he like dropped yeah, him yeah he yeah but then he redid it he like reset and pulled it through right. um Cody kicked out of that one. Yeah, of course. And then Cody tried to do the figure four. Well, Cody had the figure four on Cassidy. Oh, he didn't try. You're right. He did perform the figure four on Cassidy, and Cassidy kept using, like, a rollover technique but, to yo, get to the rope. Cody kept following back, though. Cody was on top of that shit. Yeah, they kept rolling back and forth. They were old man, you know, because of our nephew. that was just like, roll over. Roll over. <laughs> like, I'm yo, like, Cassidy oh was smart though. He rolled underneath the ring ropes. Like he did. Like he used uh Cody Rhodes' own momentum against him. Yeah. He even when they ended up outside the ring, he actually even like uh did the beat break the beach break mm-hmm. on the edge of the apron to yeah. Cody. And he had to throw Cody back in the ring so yeah, they didn't they were get disqualified. At a nine count at that point. Yeah, he was oh my god, he and put it in right at nine too. That nine count is oh. where we had one minute remaining yup it was a double oh they did a double clothesline and uh-huh. that's when they announced it was one minute remaining yep and it was such close call it was such a close call on both sides yeah Cody uh, rolled up Cassidy just with a small package mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy rolled up Cody after 
that with a crucifix pen. Yes. And it's like they both got two counts back to back. Yes. Cody went for a crossroads. Yes. But Orange reversed it. No, yes. it was it was Orange Cassidy tried the orange punch and Cody reversed it into a crossroads. Yes. He caught him in midair and they got and they got the and then um Cassidy ended up buckling his knee mm-hmm. at some point and Cody goes for the crossroads and reversed it into a what? Uh, a mousetrap pin. Oh, Cassidy got him in a mousetrap pin. And it was counting down from 10 seconds for the crowd, but it was a two count for the draw. The bell rung right as the referee went in for the third, and I was like, ah. <laughs> but hey, you know what? so good. Look, I kind of, I, I, we completely called this. 100%. You definitely called it. We, but we said, man, this match was if. much better than I thought. This was a match of the night. This, I gave a nine. It had me on the edge of my seat. I was loving it. I was dying. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I actually liked it more than the Mimosa Mayhem match. Because the Mimosa Mayhem match was so awesome. Cassidy's getting better and And that one I got like a, I think I gave that one a 9.5. And this one I gave a 9.5, but I'm actually going to give this my first 10. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Wow. First 10 out of 10. That's a... Because that's a stating. Yo. For the anniversary show to be the one match. They both did so good against each other. I love like because I don't know, sometimes Jericho could be a little clunky. Yeah. He could he could like maybe he having an off day he had too much beer the day Jericho's before. Jericho's fifty one years old. Maybe put it he had that too way. Much bubbly, but Jericho still got it though. You yeah, know, like, you put a twenty four year old in the ring with uh 50-year-old? Dustin Rhodes. Or a 35-year-old? Dustin Rhodes be going up against those 20-year-olds, and he yeah, crazy. So, right like, here. I don't know. But anyway, I'm giving this one a 10 out of 10 because I think it was a great execution on both people, both parts. It was an extremely entertaining match. I was on my knees and toes. It was really hard to write notes. <laughs> really difficult to write notes. And hard to keep I was, up, definitely. My heart was pumping the entire time. I loved it, though. It was my favorite match so far out of AEW. I'm hoping we get a stipulation. For the next one. A stipulation match? Yeah. Well, like a certain stipulation for the match. Oh. Like... For the rematch between them two? Yeah, maybe like a ladder match or like something, you know? Like some kind of gimmick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe a cage match. Who knows? Like not so much a dog collar match, but something of the sort. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Let's see. Like not a Mimosa Mayhem match because that's been done already. Yeah, that's Um, true. We're not going to get the Blood and Guts match, but they do have the structure, so they're holding on to that. Okay. From what I heard. Um, But we do get that rematch in two weeks. We'll see the build up for it on Wednesday this coming up. Yep. Um, so earlier in the show, we saw Lance Archer jumping John Moxley. Oh, that's right. We didn't even Archer, talk about that. So no, like, we didn't. Right Archer destroyed they... him, threw yeah. him into walls, was pummeling him, throwing him through tables, and it's like the... Mox got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, Plain <laughs> and simple. Moxley looked like he was getting um, badly dominated, and Jake. The snake is just there with his vest, like, here, put this on him. <laughs> put this on him. I thought that was funny. This was happening before they announced the world title eliminator tourney. Yeah. So, so after this um, match, we actually had Jake the Snake getting interviewed by Alex. And it, then Moxley attacks him. <laughs> it was so ironic, though, the quote that he said, why do you climb a mountain? Bam, you get the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> It's like, 
Moxley came in to answer the question with a giant punch to the face to Archer. It's like Archer climbed that mountain, Moxley tears him right down from it. Yup, he climbed, he climbed that Himalayan mountain. So it's like, obviously, Moxley is okay. They uh, yeah. tore them apart. They were like, save it for the ring, save it for the ring. Yeah, Building like, it up. Oh, that's their later match. That's their match of the night. So uh, that led to Matt Hardy at ringside. That's right. We Matt. had Marty. Oh, Matt, Marty. Marty. Excuse me. <laughs> Marty. We had, we had, um, we had Matthew coming back. Wait, wasn't it actually that Tony was with FTR doing the lottery first? Um, no. I thought it was. Either or, we'll my... talk about Hardy first. Okay, so we have, um, oh, you know what? I actually didn't even write it. I thought I wrote it in my notes. I guess I didn't. Oh, no, I did. Because it was um, Tony Shivani was over with Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. And he was greeting the family Hardy people. And Yeah, there was Rebby. There was Maxwell Wolfgang and uh, Little Barty. His cute little kids is crazy. Yo, so, he's yeah, already training right. them to fucking wrestle. It's great. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of things. If you guys follow him on YouTube or in his... Or in his uh, social media he's very active on twitter he loves talking about his family he's a great big family man he just started a new series on uh youtube actually on his page but uh he is 100 percent healthy and ready to go in the ring yup he announced that he is cleared and we actually right after he said he was cleared we saw like the big screen showing Hardy's picture is actually getting burned. It was a hooded figure. Yeah, this hooded figure who had been attacking him for weeks now. He attacked his knee, attacked him with the bat. It's not who I thought it was going to be. I um, knew it was going to be Sammy Guevara. Look, like, I knew it. I saw a hoodie and I... Who did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be EC3. Oh. Yeah, because EC3 had the, that hoodie and all those videos... Oh, like, that's so right. I'm like, yo, they're teasing it, they're teasing it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And nah, no. Nope. No, they're continuing the feud with him and Guevara. Which look, I don't mind. Like, I'm completely for it. We're gonna get the match that we never got that we were supposed to get. So yeah. um, he said that the first form of business is to get a Guevara. Yeah. He confessed it was him the whole time. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know. It's not over until he says it's over, yeah. as Guevara says. So I'm excited and not excited because it's like, yeah, I don't want Matt Hardy to die. <laughs> well, hopefully they get to rehearse the kind of things that they're trying to do. Hopefully there's no to, crazy stunts. Yeah, in order to execute it better than they were able to when they first had the match back in, was it September? Yeah, at All Out. At All Out. So, let's see what happens through there. Alright, so what we got up next was Tag Team Bingo. Yes, that was. that's when I had... Um, I, <laughs> that's when Tony Schiavone was actually with FTR doing a lottery draw. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a number of teams up there. Yeah, it was um, a four-way team. That was going to be picked and we had like what about eight teams on stage yeah we had eight teams on stage um i really don't remember many people that were on stage except for the four that got picked i can't lie oh well we had private party no uh, wait well, they well, were picked. private party were picked. <laughs> they were actually first picked yeah but um 
I noticed, I did notice other people. I didn't write them down, but I did see Sunny Kiss and Janela up there. Okay, did we have uh, Lucha Brothers up there at all? I, no, because Lucha Brothers Jungle were up Express? in the tourney. No, I don't think so either. But they had, um, they actually had some faces that we didn't even recognize. I too. saw Gif- Griff Garrison there. Yeah, okay. Griff Garrison was there for some reason with someone else. Okay, oh, so Project Chaos was there. Oh, Project Chaos was there. I saw Luther, like, he was the tallest fucking dude out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he was funny. He was like, him and Mark Quinn are right on point. I was actually hoping for him instead of who was picked, which was Butcher and Blade. You or Silver and Reynolds, because I'm like, really? Yo, Silver is my boy. I've said it before, I say it again. I can't believe that they that they actually got picked for this. So I believe it. We had Tony Schiavone doing, like, a, you know, what was the roly ball cages, like, we're doing bingo. Bingo hard. Bingo. bingo we're going to get, get a bing. Because there's no O. Before you go. Yeah. You guys don't um, see what he's doing. But no, he's, you don't he's see what being I'm creepy. doing. He's I'm, being really creepy. I look like a, <laughs> I don't know what I look like. You but. look like one of the witches that are ready to like brew their cauldron. Oh great, I'm a witch. But you're doing it sideways. <laughs> I'm a witch, 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 witch. Um, so, so the first team picked was Private Party. Yes. Um, expected. Silver and Reynolds. I did not expect them. Very expected for me. Very happy for me. Really? Yeah. Uh, because, yo, Dark Order's got to be everywhere. And see, I didn't think Butcher way. and Blade, but Butcher and Blade are coming up. And Butcher's actually surprised me in and a big way. Blade has always been the one who's shown for me from Blade the is two. boring. Wow. <laughs> I think he's... You, you, you said know, the same actually, thing about Butcher no, right. two months ago. I'll take, yeah, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. I did like Blade more than Butcher. Okay. But when I saw Butcher against Moxley, that impressed me. Okay. I felt like Kingston. You impressed me. So what you're saying is you need to see Blade in a one-on-one to get impressed. Yeah, I feel like if I see Blade by himself. Yeah, because, because, well, I get the whole tag team. You got to showcase half of your performance. I get it. Because even when you saw Sky in singles action and saw Frankie Kazarian in singles action, it made you appreciate them as a team even more. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I think if I get to see Blade against somebody... So, uh, uh, it'd be interesting, but it's crazy that they're actually into this competition, that they're going to be there. So I think that they're going to deliver their classic uh, Butcher and Blade techniques, where Blade is like this ravenous guy going back and forth, doing all these fast moves, and Butcher is there doing all those powerhouse moves. And yeah, it's crazy. And then, fast high-flying moves followed with the hot tag to Butcher, and like then quick powerhouse moves, and then tag back in. Yep. It's back and forth like that. I love it. I definitely see um, that. So that's the third team. The fourth team. Uh, uh, predictable. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're getting I mean, it. It was predictable. We're getting it. And it is phenomenal. It's predictable because they're obviously going to be for the win. Um, the, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are going to win this tag team crazy uh, four-way tag team match next week. And they'll be building up that whole competition against FTR. I, I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win the titles, though. Me personally, this is going to be a fantastic four-way tag meet. It's tag gonna be match. cool. They had actually a small little brawl um, break out. Yeah, the, because Young Bucks decided to super kick Blade and, and Reynolds. Reynolds at the same time. Yep, and uh, Private Party tossed out Butcher and Silver from the ring. Yep. 
And then we had the Young Bucks going face-to-face with Private Party. Like, I thought they were going to, like, oh, shit, are they going to, like, kick Private Party's ass or something, too? Like, what are they doing? But uh, they shook hands. Yeah, but that's not how things end with Young Bucks nowadays. No, they decided to give a new party to Private Party, which is the Super Kick Party. Yeah, that's a better party. <laughs> Maybe the Super party Kick Party is that party. Private Party. It's a party, all right. It's a party. It's a party, all right. Yeah. I love my Linda. Burgers. <laughs> so, um, we're getting this FTR. If we don't get this, I'm hitting the table. If you heard that, I'm hitting the table. If we don't get this... You're F- already hitting the table. I know. <laughs> if we don't get this FTR versus Young Bucks match, they threw it's... us all a curveball. They threw agree. us all a huge curveball. Because they've even stated it in the beginning. When I hear just like go off and face the Young Bucks. Like, and they both their biggest defense would be against the Young Bucks. It's like, yo, it'd be kind of great if Silver and Reynolds kind of do win. Just to like no. fuck you over and be like, no. what the fuck? How dare you even mutter those words? I think it'd be hilarious. You, you... I think it would be downright hilarious. These are those two out of ten. <laughs> Johnny Hungry! Oh, God. <laughs> you guys get it. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> but um, it was exciting to see like who it is that is actually gonna be facing each other. It's and great to see the Young Bucks standing tall. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually kind of just glad to point out. I'm just so very glad to see Matt Jackson has grew his beard back out. He doesn't have mutton chops. You hate the mutton I chops. I hate the mutton chops. I hate them. I hate him with a passion. You want to talk about a witch? Ugly. <laughs> you're looking like a witch right now. I don't care. You look like you're focusing all the energy onto making his mutton care. chops blow up. <laughs> Yo, I wish they would get obliterated off the face of the earth. I don't like them. Full My beard God. or die. I love the full beard. So it what happened if I just like cut off the rest of my beard and just want mutton chops tomorrow? If you do mutton chops, I will never kiss you. Oh my God. I will stop kissing you if you do that. That's my threat. No more kisses. No more kisses. No, no more kisses. Damn. So up next, we actually had uh, the women's championship belt. And it was Big Swole versus Hikaru Shida. Holy Shida. Uh, big Swole. 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 Nah, I'm on that Swole train. Yeah, um, I love Swole. So uh, this match was better than I expected. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. I will agree with that because and I was um, actually surprised at how well these two females went against each other. I kind of, I was like on that teetering during our prediction show. I thought that they would work together well. I thought that they would actually have great chemistry together. I kind of said that. I think I did say that. Actually, not kind of said. <laughs> I said that. Put it that way. I'll just flat out say it that I said that. We'll just um, say you said that. <laughs> that's, that's what we're saying. You know. But um, they did have great chemistry together. Yeah, they Shockingly, actually... Shida kind of dominated Swole the whole beginning of the match. She did. She showed, actually, a lot of dominance in this match. She Showing why a lot she's of... champion. Yeah, she put up a, a good fight for being why she... For being the person that's holding the title currently. Yeah. So I will agree with you on that. There was definitely a lot of great counters on Swole's part, too, against, like... He could use different clotheslines and submissions. Like they both had a lot of good roll-ups, a lot of good chain wrestling, a lot of great mat wrestling. Also, yeah, they had a really good. Like you said, I will agree with that. That they had a good chemistry together. I thought that their uh, styles were actually going to kind of clash, maybe, 
but they they put pretty well. Like, they compliment each other. Yeah, they did compliment each other well. I was actually surprised this was a little better than um, when Sheeta was against Thunder Rosa. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, okay. I thought it would be similar to that, but Swole actually, she's a little um, I still unorthodox think that's herself too. Match of the year. What? Um, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. It was definitely um, memorable. Yeah. I could say it's memorable because it was uh, one of those kind of matches like you can't forget about that one. Absolutely. <coughs> ah, excuse oh, me. Oh, are you all right? <clears throat> are you all right? Yeah, I'm well. I'm are doing you well. Okay, my love. I'm well. Okay. I'm well. <laughs> so, uh. I thought you were Derek. <laughs> oh, my. She's like. Cornfields, you go. Listen, I grew up in the cornfields. Swole to the gold cornfields. Swole Yo, on, swole on. Swole, so. swole was doing great in this match. I really loved how she would do her comebacks too. Um, so uh, she did early on hit the running knee to Swole's head while she was lying on the apron. Oh, that's right. Like, she did that twice, didn't she? Yeah, she did it. Just standing, running, jumping on the apron while uh, her head was there. And then she and did it while she did she did it leaping off of a chair, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that was crazy. I was like, ooh. kind of saw, like, she was a little shaky, too, though. Sheeta uh, doing crazy. Sheeta, like, kind of couldn't lift Swole at a certain point. She tried to suplex Swole over the barricade. Yeah. And she was like... She looked like she couldn't do it. it. Yeah, it looked like she probably lifted the wrong way. She might have pulled, made almost pulled something, and ended up getting it a little wobbly. She to lifted save with herself. her back, not with her legs. Yeah, you gotta lift with the knees. You gotta lift with the knees. It's all in the knees and the hips. It's all in the hips. It's, it's all, all in, in the, the hips. hips. <laughs> but yeah, I did notice that she had a little bit of a downfall in that part. But they continued to go on in the ring. Yeah, swole. Yo, swole hit a. Nice octopus stretch on Sheeta, but look, Sheeta kept lifting it like more and more and kept tossing her higher on her back into like a small and drop. Yeah, that was crazy. She like creeped her up enough to get her into the position to do the Samoan drop on her, and that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought that was impressive. Um, Swole kind of freaks me out when she does those headbutts. Yeah. I fucking love when she does the headbutts. She's like, hi, yeah, <laughs> it looks, it looks, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the hair. Looking I, I don't like want to be whipped with that hair either, though. Yeah, I think uh, it's the hair reminds me of Sindel. It's like she gives like this like old man if she hot. could whip it. But you know, um well not Sindel, but uh the other girl what's what's her name? It was Sindel. Nah, Sindel is the character I'm talking about, but there's this other wrestler in another division that she has a long ponytail. Oh, um Oh We saw her a while back. The EST Um she What's just got drafted to mm. SmackDown. Yeah, she's Montez Ford's uh, girlfriend <laughs> or wife. It? You got all the details. But uh, what's her name? <laughs> uh, it's not Serena Deeb. I'll tell you. No, that. it's not. Uh, You're gonna have you to go Google on. That I'm gonna one. Google search that You're while Google it? while you talk about Sheeta. All right. Well, anyways, so. Yo, so they did botch. Swole, swole, yeah, Swole and her did botch at some point. But it was um, actually, like, pretty played off well. Because they still, like, came Bianca back. Bianca Belair. Doing, 
Bianca Belair. Okay, that's the yes. Okay, it just came to you. Yeah, she twirls that. She twirls like her hair whip. like Sindel. It's like a whip. Like that's crazy. But there's also another character who's like that in um I think it's either Tekken or in the other game that's similar to Tekken. Soul Caliber? Soul Caliber. It's one of those two. I'm not familiar. I'm not very good with familiar. I with played those games Tekken. One I can't until play that like thing. four. It's, it's weird. It's After weird. four, I couldn't play. I tried getting seven. I didn't like it. I only got seven because it had uh, the Bullet Club shirt in it. Oh my! So that's the only reason why I got seven. All right. See we how digress. I brought that back to wrestling? We digress. Yeah, yeah. It, I still it, brought it back to wrestling. You, you brought the six degrees of wrestling into this, yeah. like, because there's something that always has six degrees of wrestling. Like, there's always six, like for me, it's instead of Kevin Bacon, it's the six degrees of wrestling. Legit, she tries to run away from wrestling sometimes, and it's everywhere. It's in it, every there'll be thing some I kind watch. of pop culture reference, some yeah, kind of this, some kind of that. Oh, Hulk Hogan, yo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to love. I didn't know it was racist Hulk Hogan, but I did like Hulk Hogan back in the day. Uh, yo, everyone Not, was like that. I didn't know he was racist, and then when he, when he came out with that, I was like, oh. But anyway, we digress from the match of the, of the night. Uh, that's our official comments on the Hulk Hogan. Aww. Yeah, that, that, that's too it. bad, you know? But anyway. um, so, yo, like I was talking about with the... Uh, and Shida did have a little botch. Um, they went to the top rope. Uh, Swole tried to come down. Yeah. Underneath Sheeta's legs and do a power bomb, and she fell. But her leg buckled. Yeah. And when she buckled, she pulled uh, Sheeta down. Down with her. So yeah. I'm not sure if that was real botch or if that was playing botch. But oh, yeah. You think it could have been a played off? Botch? Kind of. Why makes you think that? I don't know, cause like she, she didn't grab the rope, but she grabbed her leg to like save herself. So I don't know. So well, I was in it. She did flow outside so perfectly and like they pulled off the continuation of the match like it was flawless it's yeah, like swole true. led with a cutter to the outside maybe they sweated on the rope again <laughs> who knows yo it's, it, <laughs> they had a net side yo, they are gonna love the winter cause it's like gonna be nice and chill they, they're gonna be able to wrestle they're cold outdoors love, yeah they're gonna love the weather out in Florida um, during the winter for sure It'll be sad that we won't be able to see them. We're going to be super jealous being freezing up here in New York. Huh. Uh, they're over in sunny Florida. Yo, they have the most beautiful skies for the backdrop. They do. They have beautiful backgrounds. So, again, we digress from this match. Yeah, so we'll hit uh, <laughs> those two cutters. Yes. Um, she hit one to the outside on Sheeta, And then yeah, another one. One from the ring to the stage. Into the ring. And one going the into stage. the ring. Like, yeah, that was crazy. That uh, was mad crazy on Swole's part. I she surprised me with being able to do that too. Yeah, I always feel like she's gonna trip when she does that through the rope. You think so? It, it looks like it. Like it, it looks, it looks clunky. Yeah, I could see that. But like, she they were always little, executes it. They were both a little clunky, like they, but they were doing great. I, yeah. Like it's again, it's like with Moxley and Butcher. It's the same thing where it's like a little bit is a miss, but there was so many more hits. That yeah. the misses didn't matter. I mean, you know? yo, they both hit their uh, finisher move and they both kicked out too. They did. Uh, Hikaru came out with her falcon arrow. Mm -hmm. And then, um, of course, Swole comes out with dirty dancing. But yeah, they both kicked out back elbow. Count. Yep. That was great. They both put up a good fight. And we even had, hey, 
We even had um, Nyla looking over. Yo, know? Nyla and saw. She had a snarl on her She face. was staring down the match but the whole time. She didn't interfere like I hoped that I thought she would, but she is there. Yeah, she is there. So she made an appearance. But you know what? She, um, she and Vicky did make a note on Tuesday night after dark, after her match back. We mentioned this, that yeah. she was coming back for a match. Yeah. She's not stepping into the ring until Sheeta accepts her challenge for the championship. Oh, Nyla so is pulling that pull number one contendership out. card. All right. All so, right. uh, yep, she's she refuses there. to compete. She's number one. There's nobody up her ass. She's undefeated. And nobody could be undefeated. Do you think that she will get the, the belt back like yes. Cody did? Better. Oh. Better. Really? I think Nyla Rose oh. is the force. <laughs> you, oh. you had me like a little lady match. Oh. I think she is the force. I think she's the moxie of the women's division. I think oh. she's the one to go through every single competitor. That's a lot Look, to say. Sheeta you talk about my 10 out of 10 earlier. Like, Sheeta was, was, was really good. You know, like, she's She was good, she's, though. But, but she could be, she's boring to me. Yeah, she doesn't have energy. I wish do, it was see, Asuka. Uh, if it was Asuka, I Do you I see would love... how Asuka moves? She jumps around. She taunts her opponents. She is just kind of there. You know, she doesn't, like, taunt. She doesn't, she doesn't taunt. She doesn't have presence. Yeah, exactly. Ring presence is a big thing. That's yes. a lot that the women's division is lacking in She's AEW. talking... Well, the best one I would say is Nyla and Britt Baker. Exactly. Talking. Swole got a good game too, cause Swole has a big presence of um, having attitude herself. Yeah. But it's like so, the other girls. I, Thunder Rosa is a little bit of a good talker. I haven't heard Eva Lee or Diamante yet. I haven't uh, heard much from Serena Divya either. But a lot of these women are very underestimated because they have practiced MMA as well. So. We, you know, have girls of different backgrounds, different um, styles that can definitely present itself. And it's just like, why are the boring ones like in the front right now? So, you know, but not to say that she's completely boring because uh, Sheeta is really good. But she's just, like you're saying, she lacks presence for me and it makes her boring to me. That's what makes it boring. Like, I'm hoping for certain that Nyla Rose comes back to get the championship and to win again because she, I think she should have held it longer, but because of her injury, she wasn't going to be able to compete with it. Uh-huh. Like the way Moxley is defending himself, the way Cody and Brody Lee were defending their titles. But yo, now we're going to get that kind of title offense, I feel like. I feel like she's going to get the title. She's going to be that person who takes on every single defender. Hey, maybe we'll get two-on-one matches. You know, like, yeah. she is the native beast. Do a, hand, a handicap match? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's be, that would be interesting, actually. Very interesting. But I'm looking forward to seeing her as champion. Yes. So what would you rate the girls' match between Big Swole and Hikaru? We had Hikaru for the win with the running knee strike to Swole. I'd give it a seven and a half. Yeah, I agree. I gave it a seven and a half as well. I felt that it was a pretty good part on both ladies and that they presented a lot of dominance at, at, in aggression. Like they were both very aggressive with each other. I was really surprised with Sheeta on that part. 
And they were toe to toe the whole match too. They were very so, toe to toe. It was it was similar to Cody and Cassidy's match. Like, like I said, I was glad that they had the chemistry that they did together. That's yeah, what I was looking for. The they most. had good chemistry. That's what I agree with. In the that's why I say it's similar to for me with the Cody and Orange Cassidy match because they had great chemistry with each other as well. See now with chemistry, we got uh, Sean Spears talking shit now. To Scorpio oh, Sky. yeah, he out here calling out Scorpio Sky. So, mm-hmm. I kind of think they're going to have some great fucking chemistry in the ring. Sean so? Spears is that undercard that came from the land of entertainers. I'm going to use, I'm going to take Eddie Kingston's line, the land of entertainers. <laughs> um, he comes from the land of entertainers, and he, yo, he had that one moment with Cody that will live on in AEW history forever. When yeah. That he became the chairman. He became that. the chairman. Became One memory chairman. can mm-hmm. change it all. That definitely gave Sean Spears a name to me because of that fight. That was a brutal ass fight. This guy shows that he has not done this once or twice, but many times before. Like he's done it so many times and he's brutal as fuck. So he's, um, a, he's a surprising undercard for me. He really is, and the fact that they're putting him with Scorpio Sky—that's gonna be so fun. Yeah, Scorpio Sky is the kind of person that can put someone over. And I could see him definitely can, keeping up with Sean Spears too, because Sean Spears could be fast. Yeah, and Scorpio Sky can match that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and they both have that mean streak too. Like, yeah. so I'm <clears throat> very excited to see this go down. This is totally going to happen a full gear. Like, they're building this up in full gear. For sure. I so, this agree. is going to be one of your undercard matches. But I think this is going to be a match that's going to shine out from all of them. Mm. I think this is going to be a straight shoot wrestling match I mean, that we don't you, I, expect. I love uh, Scorpio Sky's presence lately. He's really growing on me. I love him a lot. And I can't wait to see the kind of the shit that him and Sean Spears are going to get into. Yeah. And, yo, Spears got totally behind him, too. So if they're pushing FTR, they're gonna be push- pushing him. Creeping as Tully, <laughs> <laughs> I freaking hate Tully. <laughs> um, but he's a great um, background sneaky sneaks person too. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more from the chairman and actually making himself shine. Yes, definitely. And right before we had the Sean Spears promo, we actually saw Eddie Kingston coming out with Lucha Bros to be on commentary for the night. Yep. So it was great to see Mr. Famous Shit Talker, my one of my favorite shit talkers of the show, Man. be on commentary. All these New Yorkers I want that are on and, the show. Were him and Taz on there? No, not yet, right? They haven't not together. together. Not together. I can't wait to hear Taz and Kingston. I, I want them both on the opposite sides of the table. I, I want to hear I that want it New to be York Penta fantasy. versus Brian Cage for a champion. <laughs> Lucha Brothers versus Cage and... Uh, Cage and Ricky Starks. Oh my and god. You got both of them on commentary. Yo, you're funny. That'd be great. Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> that would be great. That would be funny. But yes, we had um Eddie Kingston and Lucha Brothers on commentary for the AEW championship match, which is Lance Archer versus John Moxley. Now, they have of course, I've mentioned it in the past, they've gone against each other in New Japan. Yes. Uh, it was... They've even mentioned it in their promos. Yeah, which is a great shock to everybody. 
Uh, cross promotion is always great to actually have everybody mentioning I lo- everybody. I personally love that because it shows that this isn't something new but can be. Yeah. So. Um, and look, they do it on the indies. Why not do it on the mains? Exactly. Bring the mains into the indies. Trickle down theory. What's good for me is good for you. Let your demo show. Show off the demo. You know what I mean? Like, so why not? Like, for me, that's how it is with, like, the independent wrestling. It's a lot of, like, what your demo is. Like, show them what you got. You know? And so, show that giant face. Show me what you got. (laughs) So, you know, you show off your talents and showcase yourself. It's, like, very, um... How can I say... Like, I'm comparing it to, like, college football and college basketball. Like, where people give their heart. Okay. Completely give their heart and passion into it because they're getting it. So they don't see a paycheck. Yeah, they're they just give giving their, their worth. Yeah, they're showing off their worth. And they're everything. working towards something. So it was great to see. Um, I didn't get to see this match, but you told me about it. And so it, I uh, watched it live last year when that's it right, went down. That's right. Um, I did tell you about it, but you weren't. I think you were sick when it was going on, so you weren't watching it. Oh, I might not. Have Sadly. Been okay. Yeah, but, I was um, last year in the in the winter. Winter sucks. Since I purchased it, I rewatched it on my phone on the app the other day. So uh It what was, was the match this, like? this match was very reminiscent of the match they had in New Japan. Really? Extremely okay. reminiscent. There were a few things that we'll get into it throughout the commentary. Okay. But um It was on par. I feel like the New Japan match was a little better. Okay. Um, but the fact that they were going after each other throughout the whole night, I think that build-up was a little better. Um, there were a few spots that they actually improved in throughout the match compared to New Japan. Oh. But there were certain things in New Japan that they actually pulled off a little better, if you ask me. Okay, so like, what are some of the things that you feel that were new in this match? Um, it, you know what, they had... <clears throat> Better offense, like uh, Archer doing the cannonball off the apron. Yeah, that the was cannonball sentence. Oh my um, god, that was I was whoa whoa. For something similar, pulling out the two tables and setting them up next to each other ringside. Okay. Um, setting up the tables together. Um, he went for, I believe, Mox went for the paradigm shift through the two uh, chairs, but then it got turned into a choke slam. Oh, that was a, yeah. the same exact spot. Oh, that was similar? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's like That they, was cool to see though. I was like, "Oh shit." Look, it was more brutal this time because they actually figured out how to do it last time. Ah. So okay. that's where it was a little better for me. So um <laughs> to start it off the whole match, yo, Moxley immediately got the paradigm shift. Yeah, the he first went, thing he went for right away. Yeah, but um, before all that, the I think the best thing in the match that was the most memorable. <laughs> What's that? Archer threw a producer through the plate glass for his entrance. Oh my god, that's right. Before <laughs> that's, his music was playing, that's got to be in his highlight reel for his <laughs> music video. Like, come on. 
his music his music played guys and oh my gosh he threw somebody through the plexiglass and it was so sad like he literally just throws everybody like if he's upset that he has all these gi joes and he doesn't want to play with them he wants the buzz light ear <laughs> you don't want that woody <laughs> no, he don't want the G.I. Joes. He wants the buzz. He's done with the hams and done with them. the slinkies. He's getting, he's getting so mad. But, yeah, that was pretty funny. I thought that was quite quite the entrance. Um, <laughs> But they were pretty on point, if you ask me. Um, oh, and that, Moxley and Archer? Yeah, they yeah. were very tit for tat. I agree. Nothing that I didn't expect. I kind of thought that this match was going to be a little better than it was. I'm not saying it was a bad match. I agree, though. I, I agree. I, I give it a good rating. Bloodshed. Yeah, I, they had no bloodshed, but I get it because Archer just got cleared from being in quarantine. Yeah, so I get also, that. Also, to me, it's like if you went more brutal than they went last week with the dog collar match, then it kind of makes the dog collar match be like just a gimmick and no, not something but, in history. Okay, you know. Well, I mean, I thought they'd be busted open a little more than they did because they did get cut open a little. Slightly, yeah. But I thought that they wouldn't have not as much blood as the dog collar match. Like, that was actually more than I thought. Okay. But, I mean, like, I hope that Moxley would have shown a little more brutality or that one of their backs yeah. would have got scarred up or something. I was expecting you know thumbtacks. I mean? Yeah, like uh, some kind of weapon. You like, know? all the craziness that Moxley's done. Like, yo, even that thumb. That again, ball wire bat that he's brought down to the ring. Yeah, again, though, like, they're taking a chance with having Archer come back. <clears throat> excuse me. After he was just in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So it makes reason. It makes reasonable sense that they wouldn't use um, any kind of bloodshed that crazy, that bad. You know, because as much as they did, I was like, well, if they shed blood anyway, how come not more? But it's, it's being safe, I think. And I think that was all right. But I did... I do agree with saying that I thought this would be, you know, because it was hyped up because of the match, the Texas match. Yeah. And it's it didn't seem like it was the hype, I thought. On top of that, it it's a giant match built up since the <clears> last <throat> pay-per-view. Exactly. This promotion since has the been casino going on Battle for Royal. a minute. And it's like, oh, that's it? This is like, I thought it would be something that's like... Cody and Cassidy. Yeah. Or if it would have been Cody versus Brody Lee. Like, something crazy extreme. The shocker that Cody versus uh, Orange Cassidy was the match of the night to me. Yes, I agree. Was Completely. a big deal to me. But, but this one, it was just like, all right, we've seen them use the same moves. And they were getting creative. They were doing, you know, they were doing um, their moves onto other things like the tables or the chairs. Yeah. I was like... hoping for a ladder to come out since they pulled that out. But they didn't. <laughs> Uh, there was a moment, uh, when was it? Mox actually, uh, started throwing chairs into the ring. He did, he threw, like, three chairs into the ring. Like, just going a little crazy. So that was actually, like, nice to see. Um, the the Death Valley driver being reversed into the choke slam, that was smoother than the one in New Japan. Like, through the the chairs. Okay, I was gonna say real quick, like, at that time... Um, that Moxley was throwing the chairs. That's when Kingston was actually talking shit either to Ross or Shivani. I don't know who he talked to, but they were asking him something. He's like, "Hey, I, like I said, I was never eliminated. I'll get back to the match and all before I smack your mouth." <laughs> like, oh my God, yo, he's looking. He he went on to um, 
talk a lot of good shit behind there. Like, he kept going on about, like, I was never eliminated. Go check the record. Go check the books. Yo, on Go check top the of that, videotapes. he was also saying, like, yo, Mox went to the land of entertainers and left the rest of us behind. Yeah, he was talking and a lot of shit he was about promising to take us with him. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yo, he was showing some animosity He's towards him. He's salty. He was a little salty. I He's like that. He's salty as fuck. But, uh, you know, we did uh, have C... He hits um, Lance Archer with the first chair, and then he set up the two chairs, and 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 it ended up being Archer doing the choke slam into uh, to, uh, he choke slammed Moxley into the chairs, and then uh, that garbage can came into play. Yeah. Uh, Yo, the way Archer that he threw a freaking. <laughs> oh, it was Archer that was doing the rope break. That's what it was because who was it? Is it Lance Archer that was in the knee bar? Yeah. And the referee's like, no, this isn't no DQ. You can't do a rope break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Archer pulled out the trash can. And then uh, Moxley actually did the block of it with a suicida, mm-hmm. which was crazy. Um, what else? Oh, didn't Archer actually try to do the paradigm shift at some point? Yeah, he did. Uh, Archer set up Mox for the paradigm shift. That's right. While on the apron by the two tables. That's but, uh, right. Mox ended up dropping down to a knee. And gave him a, gave him a low, low blow. blow. <laughs> and then hit the paradigm shift himself through both tables. Yep. Now, the difference between New Japan and yeah. AEW yes. is what their tables look like. Oh, really? In New Japan, they're like skinnier they're skinnier like the i think um doesn't nxt have like the thinner tables no AEW actually has that for the announcers table oh so that has come into play it's like that table that uh actually no it wasn't the one omega brought but um (laughs) it was similar to the one that matt hardy was laying on with sammy gabara oh really yeah it's like those those skinny hard tables Okay. So um, they're a little thicker. These are wider and easier to go through. So it's like they were actually able to go through all the table itself and everything was able to splinter. Okay. Which at that point, I thought that we were going to have Archer blade himself or something. Yeah, but we only had um, Mossy with a nose cut and Lance Archer with his eyebrow. Yeah. You know, like... uh. What is it? Um, Moxley actually performed the paradigm into a bulldog chokehold because mm-hmm. he Lance Archer tried to get out of it. Yeah, Archer rolled out of the ring though. Yeah, so, uh, he actually landed a DDT to Moxley, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we had a lot of Moxley chance because the crowd was still rooting for Moxley, even though he was getting a little dominated. He was still going back and forth. And um, Archer ends up hitting uh, his finisher though. He hit yeah, the crucifix the- bomb. The crucifix um, it's called, pin? It's a crucifix bomb. Bomb. It's oh. called a blackout. What's the... Oh, I was going to say, what's the blackout then? Like, <laughs> yeah. I have so, blackout um, by Lance Archer. What is It's the that? same move that Scott Hall used to use, the Outsider's Edge. Who's Scott Hall? From NWO. Oh, I don't know anything from those eras. Bullies in school bullied me to the point to hate wrestling when I was little, so I don't know anything of those eras. So it's Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. Uh, one of the greater eras, too. Yep. But anyway, we had actually Moxley for the win. Yep, Mox ends up... Uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. 
Mox ended up countering with a rollover. Yeah, so from the crucifix. He hit the crucifix bomb, the oh, blackout, man. and then Mox rolls into the crucifix pin for the three. That, okay, that's what it is. So he rolled into the crucifix pin. Okay. Yeah, and um, even though Moxley won, Lance Archer continued to attack him and give him an overkill. Well, put it this way. He didn't get hit with a finisher, so he wasn't laid out. So True. It's like he just got rolled up. But yo, Would you be Eddie, salty if you just got rolled up and got the pin? The yo, I'm, hey, Eddie sent out the Lucha Bros to go help him, though. That was a shocker. He's like, go help him, he, boys. He was like, go take care of him. Go help him. Go help him. And, you know, Eddie started talking and he started praising Moxley. He's like, it's been one year. I'm really proud of you. You have held this company. You have you have defended your title like like a champ should. Yeah. Like a Eddie champ was like, he's known him since 2009 and he yeah. actually deserves this. Um, he wanted... I felt like a lot of that was actually real. Genuine. Like, yeah. I think he was genuine. I mean, that shade with that cheap shot but, to the um, face was fucked up. But I think he meant everyone that, before uh, doing that. It's like that I love you from Shawn Michaels to yeah. Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? Like, not it's like a goodbye kind of thing. But it's a, yo, I respect you. And I care that you letting me do this and that we doing this together. And then he just... Yo, he fucking decked him. Yo, he hits him with like a back elbow similar to like the Judas effect. Yup, he decked him. And then just like locks in a rear naked choke. And he took the belt. Yeah. He's like, he yo, said, I never tapped and I never quit. I'm coming for you, John. You heard what else he said? He's like, yo, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> he was admiring the belt. He was obsessed. I love that they ended the night with the best shit talker in the whole team. I think that... Um, I love Orange Cassidy. He's a great talker, but Eddie <laughs> Kingston is my favorite person in the division. Weenies. He's he's so different from MJF. Yeah. And I love maybe it's because he's a New Yorker. I guess I'm a little biased, but it's the I just, attitude. It's so natural. It's the attitude. He's so natural at it. Like you could tell. MJF is doing a persona but yeah. Kingston looks like he talks mad shit like that cause he's from the city and he fucking knows how it do <laughs> so <laughs> with that I really enjoyed the whole anniversary show I was a little disappointed with the match from um who was it in with Miro and Kip I thought that was pointless I wasn't disappointed I, nah, I was. I thought it was a little pointless, but it was, I get it. It's impressive. I get it. They gave a good promo instead of doing talking promo. Like they I gave said, a planting the seeds. Yeah. They planted the seeds for the next few that uh, best friends are gonna have. Which best friends yeah. always put on a great, uh, a great rivalry. Yeah, they put on a great show, but I I was hoping for more from them. So that they were my other team for the night to be a shocker that it wasn't as much as I thought. I felt that the women's match was better than I thought. Oh, I yeah. felt the... Women's match was the second favorite match of the night for me. Yeah? yeah. Second favorite? Yeah, and Archer... For me, it was um, the women's match. Archer and Mox only got a 7 out of 10 for me. Oh, I actually gave it an 8. Yeah? I gave it an 8 because I wasn't... I didn't see the other match before. I feel like if I didn't see the other match before, that I would have given it an 8, 8 and a half. Okay. But I, since I have seen it before, it felt a little too redundant for me. I feel it's you. like, look. I think the circumstances are off because of like Archer had being tested positive. Though, like we got to think about that too. It's a factor. I know, but if you're working it, you're working it. He's been cleared for two weeks at least now. 
you're yeah. you're able to go and train. My thing is, look, you've done it before in the past. The Rock and Stone Cold have done it multiple times together. I feel you. And it's like every time they I put on, they his... put in a different match though. Every single like time. Mox, I feel like Moxley is a Stone Cold, but I don't think Lance Archer is his Rock. No, he's not his Rock. He. Uh, I don't think that's his rock. I don't know. I, I, I he's don't not even his Triple H or his Undertaker. Like he I might know. be his cane, like the I big mean, red machine. I guess maybe. The big red machine that makes more sense. I guess. That like makes sense. limited, heavy, clunky dude. But it's not. Um, yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't impressive as much to me as I hope that the hype was getting. This is what I get scared about with Kenny as being the cleaner. This is what I get scared about. With Young Bucks turning heel, it's like, okay, wait, how how far are you going to go with Young Bucks are pulling it off. We'll so start, far, they we'll are. We'll start to see what happens with Kenny. But see, we've been talking about, like, how Archer has gotten better with talking, too. Mm-hmm. And how Moxie has gotten better with talking. So, the whole talk fest was, I think, a little better than the match. But I did give the match Do you think eight. that there was so much pressure from the last match? Maybe. That... It was kind of hard to like up it. From which match? Specifically? From their last match together, their their Texas Death Match from New oh, Japan. Oh, maybe. Because maybe that, they were overwhelmed. They were using that as a hype point, so it's like, what else can you do more than that? Exactly. So and that's what I was like. Okay. Thing with it. Didn't they bleed out in the Texas Death Match? A little bit. Did they get busted open? Not really. No. Oh, it's no. so similar. Very similar to the way that they bled out on this. I just thought some crazy shit, like, you know when Darby Allen did the whole thing on Ricky Starks with the thumbtacks? Moxley took thumbtacks before, too. It's like, yeah. So I, I was surprised that they weren't using crazier weapons, but again, I think that it had to do with... I'm kind of also okay. shocked that it was only a 15-minute match. Yeah, That's, I thought it'd be much longer, too. The fact that the women's match went on longer than this match... Did it? It seemed like it did. Maybe. It kind of seemed like it did. They had a lot of picture... Both matches had a lot of picture-in-picture that was surprising to look at, too. They had little cute tidbits here and there. But, um, you know, to complete it all down, though, like, my favorite matches of the night were definitely the... I enjoyed the Archer and Moxley match, but I think I enjoyed the women's match a little more. Okay. So I would rate it that it was the tag team match, then the AEW championship, and then actually um, the women's. And then my favorite completely of the entire night, and so far from the entire year of AEW, it is definitely Cody versus Orange Cassidy. From all year. The entire year had... Yo, Momosa Mayhem was my favorite for a while. They did that when, like, early September or August? No, August, right? Did they September do the... September 1st. Or was September it? 4th. So it was early 4th. September. They did the Mimosa Mayhem match, and I love that one. Um, there was a lot of matches I enjoyed, but this one has stuck out to me as much as the dog collar match has. Okay. Because the dog collar match was actually a close second, too. I Like, seeing that was brutal. It was crazy. Was and fantastic. I, I still loved how they were so safe and careful with how they would do things because it could have gone wrong that that could have been something that could have gone wrong but i really enjoyed watching the dynamic that cody has versus orange cassidy's sloth style i just love how well cassidy can execute 
that kind of style that could seem could be done so wrong like like you would think it'd be corny and it's and it's whack but it's actually the most one of the most exciting things about AEW. i think he's definitely a face of the company as much as cody and young bucks are and omega and a lot of other people you know cassidy is definitely one of those big stars for me that i really enjoy watching and this has been my favorite match that cassidy has been in so far too in recent that was a lot my bad it's all good <laughs> in recent dynamite history one of my favorites was definitely that parking lot brawl. The bar, Th- that see, parking the lot parking brawl, lot brawl was, was completely brutal. Too. It was Yo, fantastic. It was well executed. It was, was some things are getting better. It was better. one of those better matches that I've seen as a hardcore match. Yes. And it's like, look, I've seen so many different spots. It looked like I've a legit match people... you would see in the Bronx or in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like after a, you're at a baseball or a football game or a hockey Soccer game, kids ain't taking and you shit go into no your more. car and you're all chanting and shit and somebody gets in your face and shit you and your boys go at it yeah like it seemed like it it seemed better executed than i thought it would be um i agree with that i love see with tag team match that i felt was so much better than the way they did against ftr this uh this week okay yeah overall my favorite match of the whole year was definitely Young Bucks versus Hangman and Kenny Omega. Really? Yeah. Well, you've had a big history with them. Yeah. Um, I think that match during uh, Revolution, I think it was Revolution. Okay. Was completely mind-blowing. All four of those men I've been watching for maybe four or five years now. Yeah, wow. Um, the Young Bucks a little longer because I know them from their Impact days back in the day. And... They never fail to put on a good match. I've seen all of them team together. To see all four of them go at each other was probably one of the most memorable things I've seen in wrestling. Alright, so with that note, let's see how they do when they're coming up in these uh, these new matches. Yeah, we got too. that tournament coming up. Starts this week coming up. Um, I'm not sure which match we're getting first. I don't know if we're, we might be getting all four matches this week because... We have that tournament within three weeks. So Let me tell you, they keep me on my toes every Wednesday, I'll tell you that. Go figure, this week coming up is going to be all four of those matches. I'm looking forward to that uh, Lucha Brothers match, them going against each other. That's oh, it yeah, for me. yeah, that's going to be fun. I think that's going to be one of the best matches of the year. That ah, might turn into one of them. Okay. Yep. It's a lot to say. It's hey, but that's say. in the new year, you know? <laughs> and we're early in the new year, so... We true. have a whole year ahead of us. Who knows what craziness can happen? That's true. A whole new year is going to start as of next week. Well, as of yes, as of this week, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but we're excited to be here to give you guys this review. We hope you have enjoyed listening to us. Thank you for your support and thank you for the listen. Feel free to. I have multiple times on mis- um, mistakenly I have spelled out our Instagram wrong, so it's actually at demonic phoenix and it's d-e-m-o-n-i-c-f-e-n-i-x mm-hmm. <laughs> so i actually changed could... the name of the show to the y-x and then i realized it was i-x so now i have to change it back to the i-x to fix it That's so just look at the name of the show and go to demonic phoenix like that listen type in demonic phoenix and you will see the logo of a demon and a phoenix and that is us yep <laughs> 
You will find us on Instagram. You could also find... You can find me on Twitter, Demonic Lunacy, Demonic underscore Lunacy. Um, you can find me at Instagram, the same name, Demonic underscore Lunacy. You can find Shelly at... You could find my creations that I actually make. I'm a crafter. I like doing different types of projects. So you guys could find my page as at the Phoenix Collection. And the Phoenix is spelled with a Y. So it's F-E-N-Y-X Collection. Yep, and we're both just a couple of artists in love. We just <laughs> love to talk and don't know when to shut the fuck up. As you can tell. So we're just going <laughs> to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> We're glad for you guys to tune in, and we can't wait to join for you guys to join in next week. Hope you have a great night. Take it sleazy.